0: I'd like to welcome you to WCPTAM's Out Chicago. Think of us as Sunday brunch with your gay best friends. Now, please welcome your host Scott Dye,
1: and a happy Sunday, fun day to everybody out there. My chair just totally dumped down. <laughs> welcome oh, to <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. welcome down Chicago. <laughs> I can't hear Ellen quite yet. I
0: know, but I'll, I'll be there eventually.
1: You'll be here eventually. Welcome down Chicago. It is Boo Scary season that's happening, and let me tell you, I think it's more about the midterms than anything else, and all the crazy shenanigans that are happening. Uh, we've got a great show for you today. Uh, Grace Barter from Personal Pack and Jane's Jane's Army is going to be joining us later this hour to talk about the issues that are at stake during this election and protecting uh, reproductive rights in Illinois, protecting them rather, uh, and the village. Chicago is a social and services community network for adults over 50. Uh, they have just announced they've announced a new commitment to the inclusion and well-being of LGBTQ elders. So we're going to speak with uh, Callie Alton, uh, Director of Membership and Engagement for the Village Chicago, to talk about that decision, the training they're going through, and what's, what's happening there. Important. And, and you know what? And if you are looking for a devilish, devilishly good time this Halloween and holiday season... I cannot tell you. You you need to head to the Mercury Theater and check out the stage production of Clue based on the cult classic movie from 1985. We're going to be chatting with uh, my my buddy and... uh just phenomenally talented human being, actor uh, Mark David Kaplan, later on in this show. And of course, we would love to hear from you, so give us a call at 773-763-9278. That number again is 773-763-9278. Of course, you can find us on Facebook, where we are coming at you live. You can see this kind of crazy poopery that's happening here. Uh, in the studio right now, I'm really, I'm literally two feet tall right now. My just oh, no. I'm to slide on it. I'm trying I'll figure it out. Uh, But we'd love to. You can tune in on Facebook Live. Head over to Out Chicago Radio. And while you're there, why not give us a like and a click and a share and all that good stuff? But if that doesn't pull your boat, you can always tune in on WCPT 820. And while you're at it, why not follow WCPT on all social media at WCPT 820 on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, as well as Heartland Signal. There we go. Ellen Miller, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing pretty well. I'm, you know, it's it's Halloween time, and I've always loved Halloween. I
1: love Halloween so much. And, and la-
0: you know, last night, I after we got home from a concert at Park West, we saw uh, Michael McDermott, hometown hero, uh, musician, singer, songwriter. He was. Why just, do I
1: know Michael McDermott? He's, he's been, been around a name?
0: long time. He's been around a yeah. long time, and he did a show called Halloween Halloweenstein uh, at Park West, where they did Bruce Springsteen mainly. Bruce Springsteen. So covers. was he a
1: zombie, Bruce Springsteen? No,
0: they didn't. They weren't dressed up at all. But they, oh, okay. but they they nailed the songs And Kathy's a huge Springsteen fan I am too It was a lot of fun uh, Great musicianship I'm constantly reminded why I live in Chicago Because on Tuesday we saw The Notebook Uh huh
1: at, at Chicago Shakespeare, I was crying
0: in the Chicago Shakespeare. It closes today, so you might still uh, get a chance ooh, yeah. to get a
1: couple t- tickets. They keep, they keep saying that it's Broadway bound. Is is it's that the rumor? It's definitely
0: Broadway bound. I looked at the. Uh, I'm looking at the playbill here, and uh, uh, virtually every actor, other than one, has already been on Broadway. So ah, I don't think it's a go. coincidence. Oh. Uh, mm. And their mm. fan, the actors are amazing. The you know the story is predictable. I uh, I told Scott before the show. I didn't know anything. I never saw the movie. I didn't read the book. Kathy read the book, didn't see the movie, but I didn't know the I didn't know the whole the concept, the plot, and it's predictable, and it's but the way it's told is beautiful. It's a colorblind cast, so you have uh, diversity in the, the the three. There's a young, a middle aged, and an older version of of the three main characters. Okay, and. Um, it, you know it's it's like i said it's colorblind casting which is you know you just you know which is wonderful to do because we all have pre you know existing thoughts we see oh is this about an interracial you know marriage perhaps but it's not it's just you're it's looking at two people yeah. that are married exactly yeah. and so i think it accomplishes a lot by by doing that and the music by Ingrid Michaelson really is approachable and beautiful and just just enjoyable now, to listen to. is
1: it, like, is it a, a is it, t- does it tend to be more traditional musical theater-y type of music? Yeah, or is, oh, it, okay. it is. Okay. And,
0: you know, I read her in the bio. She actually, uh, Ingrid Michelson, got her degree in musical oh. uh, theater. Uh, uh, yeah, which I didn't realize because I know her as a pop star singer. But anyway, highly recommend The Notebook uh, if you can get to it today. If not, you probably have to see it in Broadway or when it comes to Broadway in Chicago down the road. American, but, but thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, thumb, thumbs up. Thumbs up is what you said. Uh, All right, cool. And then saw Measure for Measure, uh, Chicago Shakes, on Friday night. And it's it takes uh, a, uh, a Shakespeare classic comedy and, you know, it. Puts it in 1959. Havana is the setting. Oh. So in the beginning, they do a lot of. Uh, they tell you to come early. There's like a nightclub. There's a singer, uh, which is you know you don't realize at first if it's is that a man or a woman. I, th- I think it's a. It's a the, the, there's some gender bending going on. Right on. And then uh, the 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 play itself. You know, I am not. I don't see a lot of Shakespeare, so I have to really train my ear to listen to hear. It, it takes it, it
1: takes about five minutes or so for you to be like, oh. Okay, okay, this language that's is that's it, yeah. how
0: this language is. But uh, I, I did enjoy it, and our friend Elizabeth Leto, friend of the show, friend of Scott's, long time. Uh, she's a about face theater uh, ensemble member. Uh, she plays Pompey, and that's also a role uh, where uh, she's playing the role of a man or gender bending it that mm-hmm. way. So they've added some some nice things to it. Uh, it's a, it's an it's a if you like Shakespeare. Can't go wrong with Measure information. Uh, here's measure. the
1: thing. Here's here's the thing about Shakespeare. Shakespeare uses ninety percent of the same words that we use today. Mm-hmm. He just kind of moves them around in different ways. Yes. So it's, you just need to kind of just. It takes you a couple minutes to to get the flow. Like mm-hmm. oh, okay, now I can I can follow it. And they're always so good over at Chicago Shakespeare. Oh in terms yeah, of if like anybody can, very do it, very clear for sure about what they're saying. But yeah, I love it. I love performing Shakespeare.
0: It's I, lo- I actors do love performance. Because you
1: are never that smart or that eloquent ever in your life. And it's just it's like oh, I could say these words. That's great. Well, I'm glad that that was it was fun to in like Havana. So it must have been like really like just vibrant,
0: vibrant, and, and me, you know the music and the set was was cool. Because um,
1: Measure for Measure is a weird one of his weird plays because it's like I guess yeah. it's technically a comedy, but it's not really a comedy. Oh, there's a lot of
0: serious craziness. Yeah, a <laughs> I lot mean, of like, there's a lot of beheadings. None and in
1: that too. Like, oh, there's, there's a, a
0: none nun in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and it's it's not a. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's it's, some
0: gratuitous it's, stuff going on. But, um, you know, I, I, like I said, I, after being in Portugal, which I loved. But I'm, I'm sitting there thinking of all the things we did. You know, went to the park west to see Michael McDermott. Saw Measure for Measure. Saw uh, in the Notebook. We went to a book signing of a, of a, a colleague, uh, Don McLeese. He he was a writer for the Sun Times and the Reader for many years. He moved on many years ago to Austin. Now he's I think he's a teaching in Iowa. He wrote a book well, nobody knew because every you know nobody knows everything about everybody. He's been fighting alcohol. He came out as an alcoholic and wrote an entire book about oh wow about getting, addiction yeah and about addiction and. and In the rock and roll world I haven't read it yet But we went to a book signing At the hideout I'm just like This city rocks You know It does It does and And the other reason We keep mentioning theater Everybody Yes, you know, we, we get to go, and we love to go. Scott is an actor, and I've always been a, lo- a lover of theater. The city is still coming back from this pandemic. There are some shows that are selling tons of tickets, like Clue. It's one of the more successful shows going right now. But other fantastic shows are struggling. You know, uh, smaller theater companies. There's just so much. So. Go out and buy a ticket. Yeah, you know it, it
1: is a part of the Chicago economy.
0: It is. It yeah. is a part of the Chicago. We want to keep our actors here. We want to keep them fed and, and living and enjoying life and, and the staying. And the
1: companies, And the companies too, yeah.
0: and, and the, th- th- the businesses surrounding the theaters, theater itself. So please support theater. It's just, it's just so much. We have so much to choose from here in this city, and I'm just grateful for it. We just have to watch out not to overextend. <laughs> yes. It's
1: like every night there's something we I want know, to go do. Like like you are you you are always on the go.
0: You know I hate to miss anything fabulous. I know, you got FOMO, you, you, have a little you, FOMO,
1: a little. And
0: then you watch a these. Little. Well, and then the Notebook is about you know life is fleeting. I mean you know you see the a young couple falling in love and then you see them to the end of their journey and you know those of us that are over fifty and we'll talk about that later. In the village, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we have to think about how we want to spend these, these these years, and we want to make the most of them while we're healthy. So,
1: Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Well, I know. I know you're—there was no, there's no— I know. Okay, there might be a little bit of judgment. There is, with your FOMO. I'm just like, lady. <laughs> you, you always impress me. It's amazing, because I, I still am like, mm— Home. That sounds nice. <laughs> you know?
0: You and Kathy, uh, she, I mean, she's like, but she goes out and we love it. She's oh, like, I, I can't believe how many things we have this week. And I go, I know. But at the end of the week, wasn't it a great week? We had a oh, great totally. weekend. No, I'm like, you know? I'm down
1: for it. Yeah. But, you know, I'm also like super duper excited to be like, like.
0: And I do, too. I like to stay home and just kind of, you know, watch the World Series or a movie or
1: some. Oh, I had no idea that was happening. Oh, yeah, The is. World Series. Mm-hmm. I know. Devin I know. and I do. I and missed I miss both games. Astros and Phillies. Yeah, and they're Side, Look which is that. exciting there we go Sports well we have two news.
0: prominent Chicago, ex- Chicago uh, the manager of the Astros used to manage the Cubs oh okay and Kyle Schwarber who was a of course hero Kyle. on our team yes. is playing for the Phillies so yeah, there's, there's a little Chicago Kyle. interest in, and yeah. I see Devin's got his Phillies hat on yeah,
1: for,
2: there we
0: go. is it because of Schwarber
1: or, or or just or the uh, cheaters. no. But you let don't me like do something. Cheater.
0: Oh yeah, the cheaters.
1: Yeah, I don't like teams that bang on trash cans to win. Oh, I heard about that story like yesterday. Somebody had explained it to me. Oh see, you are up on things. I'm I'm very up. Yeah, they were banging on trash cans the last time and the Astros were and they were they were distracted. They were calling pitches, is that what they were doing with the trash can? Very good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there we are. See, I'm I, I I look I am a lifelong learner. This is curiosity at its finest. I had no idea and zero interest and now I have some idea and still the same amount of interest in what's going on with that. <laughs> But no, see, like my idea of, like I, I have been like, as we're moving into our, into our, gonna be hanging out with the Village Chicago people, you know, since we're in the over fifty crowd. But like my idea is, I, I literally on Thursday I spent the day cleaning out my patio because we live in this courtyard uh-huh. for some it's I don't know how. Courtyard. it's a wonderful it's gorgeous but for some reason like where we are positioned within it we are like the vortex of stuff like whenever it snows
0: and all this blows down
1: to your it patio blows down to our patio like and everybody else's I'm like totally clear and yet it's like uh, it's as if like a tree just like totally took a dump all over our, our patio <laughs> which is like a poof thing so it happens like when the winter with like leaves and then the uh spring and early summer when like the milkweed pops oh, out yeah. or oh. the dogwood rather that just kind of pops out all over yeah so i just spent the day like you know sweeping things up and like i felt bad i was like i'm because i'm going out of town this weekend i'm going to go visit my sister um so I'm like, I don't know how many cool, how many good days we're gonna have out there, you know. So I just need to go ahead and do this. So I had to like take stuff out of all of our, all of our patio stuff is in containers because we can't plant. Mm-hmm. So I had to like start ripping things out, and things were still alive. So it was being like, See,
0: I can't. Do, I, my tomatoes are going crazy still. Really? But they're <gasps> cherries. Oh my god! Yes. All right. The cucumber died. Cucumbers that, done. That's, that, but over a hundred cucumbers. That was. That was a lot of cucumbers.
1: Yeah. I was enjoying <laughs> one of your cucumbers this week and a delicious salad that I made but uh, yeah it was uh, um, yeah so I just kind of like was like cleaning up things and I was like oh you know what I'm going to make it I got super gay I got super gay on my patio I had to make a little autumnal arrangement with like, Aww, with, I bet with, it's like beautiful. sad to see pumpkins did you put
0: it on the uh, Instagram or anything? it's on
1: yeah it's on the interwebs mm-hmm. uh, but, you know but like you know Large, crazy-looking pumpkins and mums and stuff, well, that's and like cute. That's yeah, and we had that makes you feel good. Too. Oh, it made me feel good. Then we had friends over, you know, and I made aguamolano. Oh, you, Agvo We made some
0: this week too. How do you pronounce it? Agvo Agvo Lemono Agvo Lemono Lemono. It's egg Agvo And lemono Egg lemon Agvo
1: Lemono Agvo Lemono So it's not Agvo Lemono It's Agvo Agvo That's just kind of like how It drives me crazy when Jerry and I calls it Thanksgiving Instead of Thanksgiving
0: Yes It's a southern thing Well Kathy does that
1: too Because she grew up in Tennessee Right?
0: No she grew up in Crete Monique. Oh, <laughs> Suburb wow. of Chicago. She was from Indiana originally, though. That may be where that... Maybe. Thanksgiving. It, the it's... Thanksgiving. No, it's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving.
1: Day. Thank Thank, Thank you. you. We're on this. We're on this. We're right. Everybody else is wrong. That's correct. Yeah. So yeah, so I mean, we like had a build, had a fire pit out, mm. and we we were gonna carve pumpkins, but we ended up just sitting around talking too much, and you know it was just a lovely, lovely. Well, lovely that's time. I'm glad you had that time together. Yes, me too. It was great because uh, it's been like it's it's just been a weird week. It's yeah. Been- oh my gosh. Yeah. It's been a really, really very, weird week. Very, yeah, um, very, and weird. And I know there's a lot of politics stuff. That we're, we're going to get to We're going to get to Trust it. me that, but I also, we, I would, we would be remiss if we didn't give a shout-out to you. Leslie, Leslie Jordan. Jordan.
0: I know. That was so... That was so,
1: heartbreaking. And so unexpected and so... Sad. He had a medical event that led to a car accident, and then he died. He was, like, actor, writer, and just a general ray of sunshine. Uh, he passed away this week, and it was, like...
0: Tragic. He wasn't even that old.
1: Yeah, I know. Like, he was, it was like... like Sixty-seven, I believe, is I how so, old yeah. he was. Um, you know, people know him from uh, Will and Grace, Grace mm-hmm. but then he really shot to viral fame uh, during the pandemic.
0: Yeah, I, I learned about that sadly. Reading his obit, I didn't know that he was doing all those. Uh, oh, he was st- doing like he kind of
1: he was doing little videos and things on Instagram or whatever. I heard
0: people just it just really loved them. They really got
1: attached to them and yeah, got a huge well, following. And, 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 but uh, from like he was much beloved uh, by everybody because he was just him. Mm-hmm. There was nobody like him. He was like short in stature but like tall and generosity talent and just embraced being a sissy. Mm -hmm. You know, that is, that is one of those things. It sounds so weird to say, you know, but he really did just kind of owned that. He was like, he was effeminate and that he was this super gay person. And just, there was something very, very powerful about that. Um, you know my first uh the first time I encountered him was on uh did you ever see sorted lives no movie it's you should watch sorted lives okay. it's very very funny but it's a it's based on a play by del Shore uh and it's a southern it shows this southern community and it's an again another cult classic movie but and it's chock full of just the if you've ever spent any time in the South, you will know every single one of these people that are that are in this mm-hmm. thing. And he kind of—he's in there, and he just kind of—I'm like, oh, who are you? And he's just so—he was so funny and just so g- genuine and just real about, about who he was. And I think he kind of opened the doors or, or let Hollywood know that, yes— sissies are funny you know and Mm -hmm. they can't be without being the butt of the joke Mm -hmm. you know yes he and Karen went back and forth on Will and Grace when he was uh, Beverly Leslie uh, on that show Mm -hmm. you know but they were just going after each other and it was nothing to do with who they were, right. you know. it's I don't know. It was it, it was a big loss. It was a big loss, big loss. And yeah. and there's been an outpouring of love uh, from all the new newer fans that he had because of of, of, the, of, of the, the videos, the videos that he did that yeah. he was putting out. So and he's wow. been in there's a huge Chicago connection. He came back here a couple of times to do solo shows. Yeah, I saw him pose. A lot of people with pictures that we know yeah. locally were. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know people who like Amy Armstrong, mm-hmm. an incredible singer, singer from Chicago. They've worked together here in uh-huh. Chicago, so it's it's you know there's a Chicago connection there, and and, and it's you know I, we just want to thank you. That's thank why you got to enjoy
0: every moment. You never you think you got a lot of you, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, it's he I, I, might have had a heart attack, I guess, or something I like think that.
1: I think that's probably what happened. You know, it's so funny because actually a uh, a friend of mine. Well, I guess he's a friend, but it, one of our it was really horrible uh, a couple years ago. Uh, one of the original cast members from About Face Youth Theater in in 1999 Mm -hmm. a couple years ago and he was young he was in his 30s he had a heart attack while driving in LA and he died Mm -hmm. in his 30s so again I guess with you know with the notebook and you know with this it's like you know life is life is short so
0: don't you know Get, eat every sandwich See every play Go see live music Do what feels good Yeah Don't put it off though Don't put it off no.
1: But also you know Like you know If going out is your thing And soaking up all that Great If having Not, like One on one conversations it, Then and do that it, too Then do that too But you know we're never guaranteed tomorrow. No,
0: but I'm guaranteed that I'm smiling because you look like a live jack o' lantern today. I know. And you're orange. See, those aren't that aren't watching on Facebook Live, you may want to tune in just to see that beautiful orange shade that of sweater that Scott is, is wearing and Thank I, you. I I'm bad I feel bad I didn't Embrace the holiday It's fine Wearing purple It's fine
1: Purple can be a scary color apparently, yeah, yeah, purple, purple is apparently, part of our
0: decorations, actually Apparently purple yes. and yes. green are pl- now unofficial They are Halloween, uh, colors. Halloween colors They definitely are They're So right I'm representing one of them
1: Thank There you. we go Well, excellent Well, we need to represent some uh, some advertisers Yes you know, They need to go and, and pay, put some stuff on, on you know, Pay the bills so we can keep the lights on And maybe fix my chair Whatever, uh, and we will, we will get to the, like, uh, look. We'll get to the madness of of next week after this break, but before we go, this part of Out Chicago is brought to you by Team Hockberg. If you are purchasing a new home, refinancing your existing home, securing a VA loan or reverse mortgage, you need to call Team Hockberg, your trusted local lender. David respects veterans, but wanted to do more than just saying thank you for your service. So David did something about it. To thank veterans for their commitment to our country, Team Hockberg will be waiving their loan origination costs, which is currently $1,250. Next time, Team Hochberg originates a veteran's VA, FHA, or conventional loan. Let's review. To thank the over 1 million veterans living here within the Chicagoland area for their service to our country, Team Hochberg will waive their loan origination fees the next time they originate a veteran's VA, FHA, or conventional loan, saving the veteran $1,250. Team Hochberg has helped thousands of veterans secure mortgages over the past 20 years, but they can't help if you don't call 855-56-DAVID or visit 56david.com. That number again is 855-563-2843 or visit 56david.com. Lower.com, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, one one two four zero six one. 4061 We are going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we'd love to hear from you because WTF GOP? what is going on? We're going to talk about some of the madness that's happening right after this break, so stick around. You're listening to Out Chicago right here on WCPT. Hey
3: everybody, this is Tanya Richard from Tanya's Take, Race, Culture, and the Culture of Race, and you are listening to Out Chicago WCPT.
1: And welcome back to Out Chicago, Scott Tuff here along with Ella Miller as we roll along. It is a uh, scary season mm. right now, and, more ways I, than more. and I ain't talking about Halloween, mm. uh, uh, y'all, the midterms are are just a week away, uh, and, and stuff is getting real and, like, really intense. You know, earlier, th- as we all know, earlier this week, uh, Paul Pelosi, the husband of the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, was uh, attacked in his home by a dude with a hammer. Mm-hmm. Just Friday. Just Friday, mm-hmm. early Friday morning. And this is just yet another example of the dangers facing elected officials and the rise of violent political speech and it's all on the GOP side. WTF GOP. That's what I'm it's 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 so bizarre. And like after the attack, there were I don't have any Republicans come out?
0: Well McConnell came out right away. He came out right away.
1: Yeah, yeah. But like okay, Mitch. There we go. Uh, and I think maybe Ben Sass did something. But like people are like the whataboutism. Well
0: that Yunkins is so- guy from Virginia, that moron, he came out and said, oh- Sorry. uh, Let's send Let's send Nancy back to take care of her to uh, California permanently to take care of her husband or something. And then he said, "But I wish Paul all the best because as a a, you know an aside afterwards. Yeah, you know they. This is on them. This is on Fox News. Oh yeah. This is on the on the election deniers. You know Fox News vilifies Nancy Pelosi at nauseum day in and day out. Oh yeah. And this is what happens." This is what happens when you're vitriol and your lies. You know they're out there saying the election was stolen. All these morons who believe them feel that you know the, raw, the the guy that's running our country, Joe Biden, was not duly elected, and it is absolutely on the Republicans and Fox News and everybody
1: else who continues to perpetrate this lie. Oh, yeah, I mean it's the, unbelievable to me. It it is bananas. It's been happening ever since 2016. You can see like the steady diet of Lies of conspiracy theories of like
0: so seeing so see sowing seeds of doubt about the election, you know. Oh, yeah, uh, putting people that work. You know that give their time and their effort, and they they're trained to work in 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 polling places throughout the country. They're being their pictures are being taken, they're being stalked, they're being threatened. Oh, what, what kind of country is it that they want to see here?
1: I, again, I don't know. I don't know. We've been asking this for for how many years now? Ever since this whole like make America great crap started, you know. It's like when was it great? When do you want it to go to be great? It ain't great right now. It ain't great right now at all and the, and the best thing that we can do is get out there and vote. We need to get out there and vote. I mean, this is the they 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 are just shoveling so much like crap down people's throats. I mean, of course, somebody and especially people who uh might have a varied like let's say a very tenuous grip on reality anyway in terms of like you know where they are mentally but like the whole q conspiracy stuff you know that is that has been like infected so many people's minds you have people who are believing that there are like you know that they are drinking the blood of babies basically <laughs> oh, I know. you know is what's oh. going on so of course i want to go and stop that but it it's it's so bananas it's so bananas to me and the rhetoric that they are using that is, it goes back to, you know, the Reagan, uh, 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 when he was running for president, the, you know, about the whole thing about organizing discontent. It is nothing but they are taking, they're trying to figure out who is the boogeyman to fit into the Halloween mm-hmm. theme right now and how do you make people scared of it. They are going after bizarrely, like the weird things that. They are using a whole bunch of rhetoric right now when it comes to um, trans folks or just the LGBTQ community mm-hmm, in mm-hmm, general. Mm-hmm. You know, they are, are talking about how drag queen story hours. There, there's a new, there's this great piece on CNN. I'll I'll throw it out there uh, once I put it up. But it, they're they're calling it um, they. There's a okay. There's a, ugh, this dude named uh, Christopher Rufo who is an activist who was powering the whole like critical race theory panic mm-hmm. thing. Um, that he uh, he's like we are no longer calling. Uh, we should no longer use the words drag queen. We should call them tra- trans strippers. Oh, for God's! Because that God. is what that is what they are doing. They are they and they're going after uh, drag queen story hours, which to me is one of the most delightful things ever. Could you imagine being a kid walking in to a bookstore or a library and seeing this gigantic magical creature? You know. Uh, at have you have if have you ever been close to a drag queen? Of course. Yes, it's kind of it's miraculous and wonderful mm-hmm. and big, bigger than life. Bigger it's than dull. life. It's uh, literally they're yeah. like because of the shoes yeah, they're like you know, than seven feet sure. tall. Yeah, you know, but you've got like they're. They're just like brightly colored and candy-colored wigs and like sparkles and, and feathers and delightful and just fun and joyful Enjoyful. and showing a different expression and showing creativity. Could you imagine being a little kid and walking into that and then reading, hearing a story, you know, about uh, all the possibilities that you can be? It's
0: like a cartoon character that has come to life, you yes. know, because a lot of animation that they watch, you know, are, are not you know, strictly, you know. Male and female, yeah,
1: absolutely, and there and the the right is also throwing around this whole term about like gender ideology, uh, and they're making this whole people who study gender they're just looking at gender as a social construct. Okay, mm-hmm. meaning that if you are, if we're looking at the binary, if you are male and if you are female, you are expected to. Perform in such a certain way yes. that matches to your There's gender identity. There's an expectation when mm-hmm. it comes to presentation, like physical presentation. Mm-hmm. When it comes to roles within the family, when it comes to who they love, who they love, or not, or all that, but a, a, a little bit of that. I don't know. I think like when it comes I mean, to when, gender, the way certain people want people to be, right? Yeah, yeah, know, yeah, not, yeah. not the way but it is. That, but they're looking when they look at gender, they're just looking at the the. The, the social contract, right. and the social contract that people enter, uh, but when people who are gender outlaws, who are you know, don't feel like they're on the binary or fit, they feel somewhere in between or they're above and beyond, that is just choosing to. Express themselves because they don't fit into traditional masculine forms or traditional feminine forms. They are a little bit of both, or they're you know whatever it is when it comes to gender. And people don't under they're giving gender so much weight. their people on the on the right are giving it so much imp- like importance.
0: I think it. I think it. It. it uh, it's their own insecurities that are being. Oh,
1: hundred percent. You know, a hundred percent. Yeah, it's always, it's mm-hmm. going back to Shakespeare, you know, methinks the lady doth protest yes, too much. Exactly, exactly. That's what it is. That's it's,
0: exactly what it is. It's
1: all about just denial and, you know, and now that now we have this attack in someone's home. He was hit with a hammer.
0: And he had a, you know, he had uh, gone in surgery for skull fractures and damage to his, his hand, hand and his arm. arm. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a hammer. I mean, that's, I mean, can you imagine if Nancy would have been home and for some reason he would have gotten beyond, you know, I don't know if he would have gotten
1: well, beyond his security. Because the security would have been there.
0: But, you know, it's frightening. This it, is the message that has been, you know, this starts from you know who. Yeah. You oh, know, it's been going oh, on. He, it, he always has said hateful things about people and, and
1: he has started, no
0: filter and. It, it
1: started back in 2015 at every one of those rallies, and yeah, unfortunately, all absolutely. of us that all of us covered, you know, that we gave oxygen to yeah. this this lunatic yeah. who was telling people to like go ahead and and beat the crap out of people. Do you remember the days oh, when yeah. they would like carry people out in stretchers? Yeah. I will pay for your legal mm-hmm. fees if you want to go ahead and like beat the crap out of people.
0: And we were scared then about it, and we're seeing we're still seeing how it has impacted people in this country. Yeah, and well, how. He, Of course, that person became the president of the United States. So these people feel like if he's the president, he must be right because they don't think for themselves.
1: Yep. Well, and this, according to to the New York Times, I mean, just in terms of people running for office, like you were saying, people who were... uh, are. At the poll monitors who are, who are who are there to help with polling at polling places, people, election intimidating
0: workers, them. They're intimidating. It's ridiculous. Them. But,
1: and, but according to the the New York Times, since the attack on the cap on the Capitol, members of Congress have reported oh, yeah. feeling increasingly vulnerable both in Washington and in their home districts. The number of recorded threats against members of Congress increased more than tenfold since 2016, according to figures from the Capitol Police, the federal law enforcement department that protects Congress with more than 9,625 threats reported in 2021 alone. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine what's happening now. So this is what we're doing. We have people who are out there who are trying to intimidate voters, who are Mm -hmm. trying to silence votes. They're spreading lies and misinformation uh, about... It is. It's the
0: misinformation party. This is what they hang their hat on. You know, yes, we have had inflation in this country. But what makes you think the Republicans are going to do can change it? Because most of this, when it comes to gas prices and oil are completely out of the president's hands. Yeah. You know, and they use it as their talking point because they're deflecting from abortion. They're deflecting from the fact that we know they want to take away Social Security, cut Medicare You know, they're not for the people. They are for themselves. And anybody that thinks that changing course midstream, I know that this is always what happens. The incumbent party is the one that loses in the midterms often. But if there was ever a time for this trend to change, it's 2022.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. they're, they're
0: putting up people like Oz and Herschel Walker and Kerry Lake. You know, didn't we try this experiment with somebody that's never held political office before, that's a blowhard, and we saw how that worked? Yet we've got these three people that the the, the, the races are neck and neck. These people spewing lies.
1: Yep. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Hundred percent. It should
0: be the opposite. We should. They should be punishing the Republican Party for January sixth and Donald Trump. Not rewarding them.
1: Amen, sister. Amen, well, I'm sister. so upset about all this. Can uh, you let, tell? Yeah. Let's quick go to the phone and try to squeeze in a call b- uh, before a break. Uh, let's go to Michael O'Connor mm-hmm. on Line 1. Michael, welcome to Out Chicago. Good morning, my friend.
2: Hi. Good morning. Very interesting and informative conversation. The first thing I'd like to say is uh, Leslie Jordan, may rest in peace. Yeah. But he wasn't a physicist. He was an un-pol- he was unapologetically a queen, yes, like myself. He was an un— absolutely a right queen. on, right on. That's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Now we— now Dusty Baker, Houston Astros. This year, what I noticed was that not since uh, Jackie Robinson there will be no African American um, in the World Seas world series, no U.S. born as far as African Americans. uh, The four states that we're dealing with concerning the midterms, Georgia, Nevada, Arizona, and Pennsylvania, LGBTQ plus persons, and anybody that they can influence, we must vote Democrat. That's the bottom line. No
0: question about it. That's the bottom line.
2: And, And lastly, as far as I'm concerned, I've looked at our ballot here that's been sent to me Cook County ballot and the workers' rights amendment, I'm going to have to vote no. And the reason is because normally I'd vote yes for collective bargaining. But the fact of the matter is, is that collective bargaining here in the state of Illinois, specifically here in Cook County, I can attest to as a former legislative staffer that too many times too many unions will not hire African Americans, and I got a problem with that. So I'm, I can't, re, I cannot reward them with my vote. I can't do that, but I will definitely deal with all of the other stuff. And I am really so, so upset with the fact that Leslie Jordan is gone. Uh, he was a stand-up comedian that was, uh, you know. Just uh, uh, a pioneer, mm-hmm. yep. basically, as it concerns being out and proud and not uh, caring about what somebody else thought about who he was. And so I admire that. I, you know, I look that that mirrors me and a lot of people that I know that are like us. So, with that, I look forward to hearing personal pack and I definitely look forward to hearing. Village Chicago, and please ask for me. Is their membership free? Okay, I will. We, we shall. Will, we will definitely ask that.
0: I'm writing that down right now. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Michael. You, Michael. Have a Happy great day. Halloween. Yeah,
1: y'all have a good day. Same you to you. Same to you. Yeah, it's it. I think Michael said it perfectly. We got to get out there and vote. We got to vote for uh, Democrat candidates. We got to call our friends and it, family who it, are in it, these it, states. It
0: is encouraging. I hear in Georgia there there's been huge, huge early early voting turnout. And I, I hope that bodes well. I'm hoping. I, I'm hoping polls are wrong. I like I said, rewarding this party with any kind of uh, sweep of of midterm elections is 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 just wrong. Yeah, it's no, simply um, wrong.
1: Yep. yep. Amen. Uh, I think we can get squeeze in one more okay, call. Okay, let's go. But let's I'm really quickly. Let's go to Karen in California. Welcome. You're on out Chicago.
2: Uh, hi. Hi, uh,
4: thanks for taking my call. First, I think uh, Karen from Chicago, I wish she would call in from the Stephanie Miller Show. Uh, second, just a recommendation, if uh, you are trans and uh, don't think you pass very well, I think it's better to uh, vote by mail, uh, read about incidents where the, they, they can't, you know, the ID doesn't match their, their face or they get blocked from uh, voting. Especially in the rural areas
2: and yeah.
1: red areas, so better to vote both by mail and uh, better if you drop off the, the ballot inside the post office lobby because uh, Marco Rubio gave uh, people ideas about the. Uh, Firebombing bombing mailbox. mailboxes yeah yeah God. Karen you know Thanks, that Karen. thank you that is a really that is great advice especially for folks who who live in more rural areas uh, and and in red states if uh, you are a member of the trans community and you feel that uh, if 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 you think that your id identification might be challenged or something might be challenged go ahead and, and do it by mail that is that is a brilliant brilliant strategy yes it is uh, and most Good importantly point. it's because you're getting out there and you're getting your vote heard mm-hmm. uh, because this is uh, this midterm it really is an attack on on everybody it's an attack on women it is an attack on people of color it is an attack on the yep. lgbtq yep. community absolutely it it's it, it, these are weird times, these are weird, weird, weird times, and we thought we were going to be done with it, but no, the the, the the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, listen, we have got to take a break, I'm sorry we're not going to get to your calls right now, uh, friends, but if you want to call back at the end of the show, we would love to talk with you. Uh, but we need to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to continue the political conversation, and we're going to be speaking with Grace Barter from Personal Pack, uh, who is comm- the They are committed to keeping keeping reproductive health care safe and legal here in Illinois, and we're going to be chatting about those issues, some of the candidates that they are supporting, especially when it comes to the Supreme Court of Illinois uh, here, here in Illinois. So uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, there's more Out of Chicago right here on WCBT.
4: You are listening to Out Chicago on WCPT
2: 820.
1: And welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Duff here along with Ella Miller as we're rolling along, Mm -hmm. rolling right into the midterms. And we have been talking about how this is a very, very, very important midterm season (laughs) that is going on here, Uh, which is why we wanted to ask back our friend uh, Grace Barter from Personal Pack. Grace, welcome back to Out Chicago.
3: Hello,
1: thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, thank oh, yeah, you for absolutely. taking time out. I know this has got to be a very busy time for you, so we really appreciate you taking uh, time out here and, and for all the, the work that you and Personal Pack do uh, to help keep reproductive health care safe and legal here in Illinois. Uh, we really wanted you to have you back to Just to remind our listeners, what is at stake with the midterms? So, what have y'all been working on since we last spoke uh, a couple months ago?
3: Yeah, there is a lot going on, like you said. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we are super, super focused on several key races where pro-choice candidates um, just need some extra help across the finish line, and also on the Illinois Supreme Court, which um, a lot of people don't even know is going to be on your ballot. So we're, we're educating people that that's an elected position, and we're um, doing everything possible to get two fabulous candidates elected to office, Judge Rochford and Justice Mary Kay O'Brien.
1: Right. And those um, so are so in the, the second, the second and third districts, right?
3: Correct, Yes. so kind of outside of Cook County.
1: yeah, excellent. And uh, so just to remind can we remind listeners exactly what encompasses District Two and District Three and which candidate is in which district?
3: Yes, definitely. It is a lot to keep straight. yeah. um so judge <laughs> Judge Liz Rochford is running for the second district, and that includes DeKalb, Kane, Kendall, Lake, and McHenry counties. And then Justice Mary Kay O'Brien is running for the third district, and that includes DuPage, Will, Kankakee, Iroquois, Grundy, LaSalle, and Bureau County.
0: Okay, great. Thank so, you. So the second group of counties, uh, DuPage, we know they have, uh, the last couple elections, they've come around and voted blue. Um, mm-hmm. The McHenry and the rest of them, the first one, that's a tough one, isn't it?
3: Yes. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely pockets that go either way. um, And both of the candidates are incredibly strong. They've been highly recommended. But it is, I mean, it's going to come down to several hundreds of votes which is why we're doing everything to get them across the line.
1: Right. Right. And you I know the past couple of weekends you uh Personal Pack and I believe Jane's army uh have you've been out canvassing uh in these districts uh for the candidates. What has been the have you how how has that been received? What have you Yeah, what how has it been received?
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean it's going it's going well. You it's always a kind of a you know, never know what you're going to get when you knock on a door.
1: Absolutely. But, um,
3: <laughs> but really, when people, if we do get the chance to talk to people, choice and reproductive rights are top of the list. That and probably like gun safety. I think just given the last several months and things that have happened with Roe v. Wade, people, it's really on top of mind. And when they hear that these candidates are going to stand up for reproductive rights, um, you know, that, that is what they're excited about. So it's really just getting out and talking to people and then reminding them to go vote and um, to live their values that way.
0: And are you finding men are equally concerned or is it is it balanced or is it mainly the women that are showing their concern? I'm just curious.
3: Yeah, I, maybe not a, a 50-50, but I, definitely more men are getting involved, um, Good. concerned for their loved ones. And also we have more men showing up to volunteer, which is always a wow. hopeful thing. Yeah. yeah
1: that's amazing. Because mm-hmm. I, c- I can only imagine uh, what, you know, we've been talking a lot about the misinformation and lies that have been coming from uh, more conservative candidates. Have you been encountering any, like, what have been some of the biggest like misinformation or just flat out lies ab- around reproductive rights here in Illinois?
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's as um, intentionally misinformation as other things that you're seeing on cable news around, you know, the Safety Act or something, but... but I think a lot of people just think we are good and fine in Illinois and that it's like, why really bother with the issue? We're a blue state. We're an island in the Midwest. But that is just so not true. Um, it, you know, the last pieces of legislation that we've passed in several years have only come down to a couple of votes. And it's been a big fight to do that. So I think it's really just reminding people that this is an issue that, could easily be changed with one bad election, and especially on the Illinois Supreme Court, because those are for a decade
2: right. long yeah.
3: term. So we're talking like a generation of impact.
1: And, and just just a quick reminder to all of our listeners out there, why is it so important that reproductive rights remain safe and legal here in Illinois? <laughs>
3: great question Um, yeah I mean everyone should have access to the care they need and want Um, and I think it's really important to remind people Illinoisans deserve that right but we're talking about providing care for people all across the Midwest from places as far away as Texas because those states have become hostile to a human right that is reproductive health care so you know when we're talking about this election, it's literally millions of people that are counting on us to stay pro-choice.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, getting back to the, the, the Illinois Supreme Court races that we're talking about, both of the candidates running against uh, the, the two women that are running, they've never had any—they've never been judges before. Is that—either one of them, Correct.
3: So yeah, so Mark Curran who's running in the second district has never been a judge and the Illinois State Bar Associ- Association um found him not not that, recommended. Yep. So
0: two major red flags.
1: Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah.
0: Both of them. And Hello. They, Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Burke and and and, um, and 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 yeah, and Karen.
3: Yes, and um they've both been endorsed by the most extreme anti-choice organizations. In the state, so they yeah, they could be very dangerous if elected. Um, they've celebrated when Rosie Wade was overturned. Mark Curran celebrated and said, This is why we voted for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Michael Burke is, referred to himself as an originalist in agreeing with the Dobbs case, so that calls into question not just abortion access but gun safety laws, marriage equality, birth control. So, yeah, we're not. We have two fabulous candidates, and then the opponents are quite extreme. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. They're, they're one, horribly extreme. one would think that having experience as a judge uh, might might be one of those boxes you, you want to tick off. You would hope, you know, right. as you as you are running for Supreme Court Justice. Uh, in our final minute that we have together, um, how can folks participate? Are, is personal pack? Are, are you having any more events to help get out the word, or, 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 or is there anything else before we're heading up to the election? Or how can Folks help participate.
3: Yes, of course. Um, So one, get out there and vote if you haven't done it. Early voting has already started. Mail in your ballot. Um, Tell everyone you know if you live in those uh, counties to get out and vote for Liz and Mary Kay. Mm -hmm. Um, And then finally, we do have a final canvas this coming Saturday, November 5th at 11 a.m. We'll be in Gurney. Um, We're fighting for Judge Rochford and a handful of other pro-choice candidates. Um, The governor is going to make a guest uh, appearance. I will be there. So you can head to our website, www.janesarmy2022.com to find that info, to sign up. Um, It really would be the the best use of your time if you want to make a difference in this last week.
1: It sounds amazing. And again. Still thank, time. Thank you for all of the work that you are doing out there, on, literally on the ground. Um, and for a full list of endorsed candidates, you can also head to personalpackorg slash endorsements. You can find out a little bit more information about all of these things. Uh, Grace Barter uh, from Personal Pack and Jane's Army, thank you for taking time out today. Thank you for all that you are doing. And get out there and vote, everybody. We want to keep uh, reproductive health care safe and legal. Mm-hmm. Grace. Thank you so much and onward.
3: Yes, onward. Thank you both so much. Thank you. Thank
1: you. All right. We've got to take a quick break and when we come back, it is the second hour about Chicago right here on WCPT
0: I'd like to welcome you to WCPTAM's Out Chicago. Think of us as Sunday brunch with your gay best friends. Now, please welcome your host, Scott Duff.
1: And welcome back to the second hour of Out Chicago. Scott Duff here, along with Ellen Miller, as we're just rolling along on this Halloween weekend mm-hmm. that's filled with terror <laughs> as the midterms are approaching. <laughs> oh, it's terror, all right. Yo, go vote, go vote. Oof, oof, there's that. Um, look, we're gonna take a quick little pause kind of recharge because yeah. you know to celebrate the season and everything and celebrate some good things that are going on here. Uh, a little bit later on this hour we're going to be speaking with uh, Callie Alton who is Director of Membership and Engagement for The Village Chicago which is a social and services community network for adults over 50. They have just made uh, announced that they're they're making a very strong commitment uh, to the inclusion and well-being of LGBTQ folks. So Excellent. we're going to be speaking with them uh, a little bit later on this hour to, to talk about all the things that they have planned, what's, what the processes they've been doing, and and, and and how they came to this decision, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, y'all, here's the deal. Mm. It is Halloween time. The air is thick with murder and mayhem and hopefully comedy. Uh, if you are looking for a, just a wickedly fun, good time this Halloween season, you need to head over to the Mercury Theater and check out their production of Clue. It's based on the cult classic 1985 film, which I just adore, Uh, and I adored this show, and I adore our next guest. Uh, Joining us now is one of the amazingly uh, talented members of the ensemble, Mark David Kaplan. Mark, welcome back to Out Chicago.
0: Hi.
5: Thank you, Scott. Hi,
0: Ellen. How are you? Good, Mark. Nice to have you back.
1: I'm glad to be here. So girl, glad to be here. Girl, I got a goof on you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this show, I'm going to say this word and people are going to be upset about it, but it's like this show is just stupid with five O's. Five O's right in the middle of how, stu- oh, yeah. how stupid it is. It is so much fun. It is so much Fun! Congratulations! How how have audiences been reacting?
5: Thank you, my friend. First off, that's the nicest thing that anyone has ever said to me.
2: There you go. (laughs)
1: Just tell how stupid you are. Yeah.
5: Yeah, I know. I know. We we go. We do stupid way back. We go way back with stupid. We
1: do go way Uh, back with stupid.
5: We do. You know what? The audiences have been amazing. I mean, even to this point, and you know, in short, like you said. big fan of the the movie from the 80s as well. And how can you do, you know, film on stage? You can't. So they wrote this amazing adaptation, which we don't say it's interactive so much, but, you know, I think all theater is interactive because people react and they're a part of the evening. So that part has been amazing. The fact that people come and get everything they know from the film, but you're getting these, you know, great portrayals. Nobody can be Madeline Kahn. Nobody can be Tim Curry. Nobody can be, you know, etc. Leslie and Warren, and it's these. It's like you said. It's this amazing ensemble of people all um, who whom adore each other, and it's like a yes. It's a game of yes and every show. It's, yeah. it's just so much
1: fun. Yeah, it's really really fun. So, folks who might not be familiar with, okay, so. By all things, it's kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean. <clears throat> Pirates of the Caribbean shouldn't work because it's based on a ride, you know? But it's delightful and fun and frothy and wonderful. Clue is based on a board game, the good old Parker Brothers board game. You even get a great little Parker Brothers joke in uh, in there, uh, in the show, and it's it follows a group of strangers who've been invited to this house in New England. They've all been given pseudonyms. Mrs. White, Mrs. Peacock, Colonel Mustard, Professor Plum, Mr. Green. Um, Who did I just? Oh, and Scarlet, Um, and who all come in and they and they're being blackmailed by Mister Body, and and madness ensues, and it is, holy smoke! One of the things that I love about this show in particular, a you you very much kept true to the spirit of of the film, um, but you also were able to go in and make these performances like these characters your own uh, and, and it truly is the example of the Chicago theater ensemble ethic like you are it is such a cohesive unit all of you on there um, can you talk about like Again,
5: that's, that's probably the nicest thing ever yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll bring yeah I, I and we feel that Scott we feel that every every night and i'll and i'll get a little esoteric here you know in the world is we certainly always say no brain surgery thank goodness but you know we're in a tumultuous time in the world and the fact that we get to come in and do this and it is important to every one of us because you know our craft you know with the the information you guys give on the radio it's all important everything that we work together to make the world diverse and fun and sometimes you know um, but the reality is this is Chicago, the Chicago theater community at its finest. Everybody is investing in the reality of what the story is, what 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 the rea- real pieces of it are, you know. And they do place it in the 50s. And they, they go to the point of, you know, it's, the, it's 54. And they're all accused. They think they're being accused of being blacklisted. So they kind of throw that, you know, they throw that in there very much like the film does. So there is some kind of, you know, 50s timely topical, you know, Uh, aspect of it. But the reality is, it's such a welcoming, I'm going to say working at the Mercury, it's amazing, my second time there, it's very community based, we worked these like heavy days of like straight six hour rehearsals, which I prefer doing as opposed to, you know, eight hours a day and then taking a break and I like just, let's go in full throttle, you know, both feet in and everybody just brought their A game and we tried stuff and sometimes it was stupid with those o's and then the stupid got to be even more fun so right. we were like oh no let's Let's pick
2: the stupid
1: choice. You know. why yes. not? Yeah. <laughs> well, let me tell you. Like, um, the it, the performances are great, but it's also we got to give a big old shout out to the designers. The production on uh, oh, yes. the production team is just incredible.
0: The stage uh, I hear is just amazing. It's
1: phenomenal. The, what what yeah. Bob Knuth, who is the scenic designer of the of the show, was able to do on the in a very intimate space, like the Mercury. Mm-hmm. It's big, but it's mm-hmm. not that big. Right. And the way to fit no, like. No, no. Go ahead. Sorry. I
5: was going to say it's tiny. Like, I, I was going to say that but I love the idea where your, your room comes in and goes, Oh, this is a very large house. And we immediately adopt the fact, I mean, we're in a room with a few people. You know what I mean? It's like, Oh, yes, the house is very large. You know, but, but that's because Bob is so freaking brilliant. I mean, he created these amazing sliding walls and, you know, trap doors and, you know, walls that, you know, Collapsed and it, it's amazing it's amazing
1: yeah and it really is it's gorgeous and everything is like the lighting is perfection the costumes are Mwah, perfection it thanks. really is and
0: congratulations because i hear you're breaking all mercury theater records with this show
5: thank you i guess that's true and i'm i'm, I'm thrilled i'm mostly thrilled that people want to come out to the theater again you know that's yes. the part. It's like yes. after these couple of years it's like oh my gosh People are buying tickets. And how much fun, true. You know, I work out of town. I often work in the musical theater houses that are, you know, not Chicago land. but let's face it, they're not Chicago. Um, so it's so much fun to be in the heart of this South corridor. And it's so much fun. It's buzzing when you come out. You know, it was a film festival the other day. Yeah. There were, you know, food trucks. It's, it's just, it's the best of that. And why shouldn't theater partake in that Aspect of what we do in this great city. Absolutely, they're
0: doing it. I love yeah. it. I'm so happy for everybody yeah. there, and, and you know the owners that have stuck through and uh, and and the yeah. you know because I live near I, I live nearby and I walk by all the time and I just I smile every time I pass Mercury Theater, the Music Box Theater. You know, it's just pinch me. I'm so happy to be living in this in this neck of the woods and. Uh, so are everybody that, Love that, you said that. Yeah, no, it's it's true, and and people appreciate what's going on over there. So, people need to get their tickets though, yeah. because
1: well, it, fortunately, it is running through, through January first. So yeah, it's a great thing. But okay. but I look, I need to. I just want. I have to goof on everybody in the show. I'm naming everybody. McKinley Carter is Mrs. White. Shut up! Right. I can't even deal yeah. with her. Like uh, before I announce everybody. This movie holds a very special place in in a lot of people's hearts. Uh, at least of my age I I believe. And there's also some like clearly like queer like iconically queer moments. You know, Mrs. White, you know, Madeline played by Madeline Kahn. You've got the movie is just but like you know, you've got Madeleine Kahn, you have Eileen Brennan, you have Nicolette Sheridan, Leslie Ann Warren, Tim Curry, uh Michael McKeon, Martin Mull, Martin yeah. Mull uh and uh, Christopher Lloyd. Like all of these people yeah. are just at the top of their game, and there are just so many moments that like people pop up. I remember like when the movie came out. They had three different endings, and you had to go to three different theaters to see it. Like it was the most that's brilliant marketing mm-hmm. campaign ever. Oh, right. And it didn't really do like so, so hot. I definitely found it a life later. But now you've taken all of this incredible ensemble. You've taken these iconic roles and really made them their own, saying them again. McKinley Carters, Mrs. White, Shut up. She's so. A lesson in stillness and comedy. Andrew Jessup is Professor Plum, great the 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 worst doctor on the planet. Mm -hmm. You, Mark David Kaplan, just just mm, 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 charming, 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 charming. I like half the time I sit there I'm like I hate you. Mm. I just hate you. How can you be that talented?
5: So much in the best way.
1: In the best way. But everyone like Andrew McNaughton, Kevin Roston, Erica. Stephen uh, Tiffany Taylor yeah, Stephen, yeah. N- uh, Nancy Wagner Honey West who gets a, a oh. applause oh, break my. for a scene change Oh I love it Jeez. uh Jonah Winston who I I oh my god I don't even know how to talk about him <laughs> he, as Colonel Mustard
5: he, Yeah he con- he is an amazing conundrum he's just a the, the talent and sort of his, how he utilizes his his instrument amazing Amazing. yeah
1: it's like it really is like it is a top notch ensemble for real and some of the jokes it's like good old fashioned just like set up punchline and people don't see it that that uh, that his not me with about the homosexual line what is like
5: oh I know yeah yeah Can you tell me? Can you
1: tell me who's a homosexual? Not me. That is so funny. Uh, Sorry, it's just. So, what was it like when you all were in that room, having this sort of, um, you know, having to deal with these iconic roles? What were were you worried about? Like, because there are definitely some nods to the original performances, but everybody makes it their own. What was it sort of? What was it like to go in there?
5: We let. Walter Stearns who who, who filmed our ship our director yeah we let him worry about that and we I mean honestly you know I've done so many things that I feel like in some way shape or form shows that have been iconic for other reasons and you know what we're in the here and now so I've sort of adopted at this point in my life that there's nothing I can do about that expectation you know Yeah. so if there is something that he needed visually or perhaps you know uh, vocally or something he was really sort of gingerly and sensitive and kind about it. He said, hey, like, can we go this direction? And sometimes we went in the total opposite direction, y'all. We, we were like, you know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna touch that. I mean, or, or we're gonna pay homage, but we're gonna add something else to it. So the room was so welcoming. It was truly was nothing but fun. We joked around so much. And, you know, I'm a big proponent in this business. People say, I come to work, I do my job, I go home. Yeah, that's true. But let's face it, any job you do, when you love the people you're working with, you do the job better. We all know that. Yeah. You know, absolutely. And, and in this case truly. In this case, this show just I think I feel like again, hearkening back to the community, we we developed this core of like of trust. You know, I mean and that's a thing today now too. You know, you gotta be careful mm. when and how and comedy's hard. We know all of that, you know. Don't wanna offend anybody. We all gave each other carp lunch to go, you know what? Oof. Okay, I'm gonna does I feel good when I fall on you? Okay, great. Gonna, <laughs>
2: you
5: know, okay, we're all on top of each other right now. We're good. We're good. I mean, it was always the, the actual actors loving each other while they were hating each other on stage. That's right. That's, I just came up with. That's
0: what it is. That's why it's you so know? successful because people see that they feel that you know it's real.
5: Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Well. And and yeah. And maybe that's the little lesson in our in our in our little play about. Something or nothing That's the lesson You guys just trust each other And have fun You know
1: Yeah Yeah But that's a big thing Because let me tell you That comes across on stage It it truly is Like there is Every single person on there is is a necessary piece of this puzzle, mm-hmm. you know, and then yeah. to make up this, this yeah. wonderful kaleidoscope. It really it it is definitely an ensemble. People allow, like they set up the jokes to let the other people shine. It's mm-hmm. like it's that whole yeah. thing like that improv thing where you look better by making your partner look amazing. And you feel Absolutely. that. You feel that in there, and it's it's so clever. Like Walter Stearns did an incredible job with the direction. Again, you take this intimate space. You have a lot of people who are all basically being shoved from room to room, trying to solve a mystery, and it, it's yeah. you don't have a lot of space to go, but you get this whole sense of running around a house, even though they're just tiptoeing in a circle. You know, it's like it is. God,
0: that's the magic. I can't wait to it see is. it. I haven't seen it yet, Mark. And I, I, Scott's been raving since he saw it last week. And I just, I get, and now I'm hearing all of this. I'm like, I gotta get in there sooner than later. We can't
1: wait to have you. Yes, let us know when you're there. I oh. can't wait. To, I
0: can't wait. For oh, you thank see. you. I, I will, I'll get there and I'll let you know.
1: Yeah. Well, again, if you are looking for something, a great way to celebrate the spooky season right now, and even a better way to kind of like. You got the in, influx of relatives are going to be happening over the next couple of months with, with, with families and stuff coming in from out of town. Perfect take night him to take them out. Uh, Clue is now playing at the Mercury Theater through January 1st. For tickets, you can head to mercurytheaterchicago.com. Uh, Mark David Kaplan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for the joy that you bring onto the stage. Um, thank and, you. A pleasure to talk to you both, as always. Thank you for what you do. Oh, and oh, please you. give give everybody in that cast a gigantic hug from me because I cannot even tell you how how just how much I loved just going there and watching everybody have just have so much fun. It's just fun. Mm. I'll see them shortly. I We're know you will. Next, break break legs. Right up yeah. we'll break legs today, and uh, we will thank see you. you soon. Mark David Kaplan, thank you. One of the incredibly talented ensemble of Clue, now playing at the Mercury Theater. Head to mercurytheaterchicago.com for tickets and more info. We've got to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to be speaking with Callie Alton, Director of Membership and Engagement for The Village Chicago. So stick around. You're listening to Out Chicago right here on WCPT.
3: creating
1: iris welcome back to out chicago on wcpt and welcome back to out chicago scott up here along with Ellen miller uh do we need to give a sports update because i know you two are like mm. excited about the... it's
0: an update nobody wants to hear so just keep listening to okay, us the
1: bears are losing they're losing so don't bother don't turning bother it turn it the game but the bears always lose well, I'm wearing bears' colors, too. I know. It's funny, because you're that. wearing orange, and the bears are wearing orange, and they're losing. Coincidence, Scott? It's me. It's all me. I have super-duper powers. It is Halloween season, so maybe I put a hex on, on the bears. I did not. They did that themselves. Mm-hmm. Look at me, Chad, throwing shade like I know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. You know what?
0: It's, pro, it's true, Scott. Yeah. What you're saying. yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> a little knowledge goes a long way with the bears.
1: Yes, there we are, and I have very little knowledge about <sighs> that, you know. But there we are. Though. It's because I'm in my older years.
0: You know. Yes, yes uh, you know, are now in your and older years. I'm now years. in my older years, mm-hmm. which
1: is why I probably need to be hanging out with uh, the good folks over at The Village Chicago, which is a social and uh, services community network for adults over 50. And they are committed to the inclusion and well being of LGBTQ elders, which I guess I am now one. Well, you're over 50. I'm not going to call you an elder. I am an elder. You refer to me as Grandma Gay. Yes, Grandma. There we are. Thank you, Grandma Gay. Grandma Gay. To help shed a little bit of light and tell us more about everything is Callie Alton, Director of Membership and Engagement for The Village Chicago. Callie, welcome to the show. Thanks very much for having me. Well, we are happy to have you here. Can you tell our, our listeners a little bit more about The Village Chicago?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think as you said well, we are a community network of friendship engagement services for people over 50. We started in 2009. A group of friends and neighbors came together with the mission of inspiring connection, purpose, and well-being for older adults and their families through the power of community. And at this point, we have over 450 members. We offer uh, 300-plus programs a year, both virtual and in-person For things like dinners, social engagement, we have intergenerational programs, uh, programs on health and well-being, um, brain health, memory loss, and uh, just many ways to, uh, I think, socially engage as well as services like volunteer rides to uh, appointments or groceries, uh, technology help, a big referral network, and opportunities to volunteer. Many of our members are also volunteers for a very member driven organization. And, you know, many people just have the opportunity to really uh, get involved and make friends and find purpose.
1: That's such an amazing organization. I love that it was kind of just started out as, you know, a a group of folks who are like, let's, Let's get together and do stuff. Mm-hmm. And that it has flourished into uh, this now over 450 members. I would be remiss just because it's on the top of my head. Uh, we had a caller early on in the show and a friend of the show who wants to know is membership, like, how does one become a member of the Village Chicago?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, uh, definitely recommend checking out our website, thevillagechicago.org. Um, we have different levels of membership. Basically, the membership dues help uh, support the organization and um, we offer both um, a level of like a full price membership as well as uh, levels uh, that are based on income. So um, there is both like a $100 a year, for example, and upwards. And um, basically, after that, you can really benefit from all of our services But, um, I mean, you also can be a non-member to get involved as well, but we are always accepting uh, new members and really encourage people to uh, join us. So definitely check out our website and um, feel free to get in touch, I would say, for anyone interested to learn more.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now, recently, uh, the Village Chicago was awarded a a grant from Next 50 Initiative. Um, Mm -hmm. And can you tell a little bit about this because I know about next 50 uh, but was this was the, the grant specifically to focus on well-being and inclusion of LGBTQ folks or, or how did that decision come around just
4: yeah absolutely so it was with that particular focus and we've had a really um, active LGBTQ community within the village since the beginning we have an LGBTA committee that is really involved in uh, program planning and provides really excellent community. So the grant was an opportunity to really expand beyond, expand those programs that already existed. And also I think really focus on the educational component. Um, We know that as an organization, uh, part of our mission is to really ensure that we are treating every person of all identities with uh, as much respect affirmation as possible. And to do that, we really need to learn more about um, those identities Uh, Some of the challenges older LGBTQ adults face and how we can uh, address those as an organization in the best way that we can. So, uh, yeah, we were really just excited to um, introduce new opportunities to learn both as a staff and um, as members. And uh, to really center the needs of LGBTQ older adults.
1: Yeah, I think that's just that is that fills my heart up mm-hmm. with such joy. Yeah. You know, because we there's so many times that people are throwing around you know DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, around, and that that that's become kind of like a buzzword. But a lot of organizations aren't following through and and walking the walk. Uh, and it seems mm-hmm. that the Village Chicago with this grant has been able to actually be like no this is a priority we need to we have a, a strong lgbtq membership within our our community how can we better serve them and i and i just wanted like that to me just really just fills up up my heart so thank you for that Yes, indeed. Um, and I know that you also you partnered with Sage, which is a national organization that focuses on supportive services for LGBTQ elders and their caregivers. What uh, what sort of what was that partnership like, and what did they what did they focus on?
4: Well, so they basically offer a, um, a program. It's a credentialing program. It's called the Sage Care Credential, and uh, that includes a kind of training for uh, the staff of an organization. There's different levels. Um, We received, uh, and we're very lucky because of the grant, to be able to receive the platinum certification, which is the highest, um, by having all of our staff participate in this training. And we really learned more about, um, you know, LGBTQ identities, um, some of the kind of historical um, context, which was really interesting, um, how to make sure as an organization that... We are affirming when we are interacting with people of different identities, um so really, it was just an investment in learning more about um the individual kind of challenges We do know that lGBTq older adults do and can face additional additional challenges and um, that you know we really need to learn about those uh, in order to fully address them so uh, that training was a part of it. We also did a training with the center on Halstead. And that was also really incredible because we were able to come together as a staff and learn together. We, As a staff, we range in age from 26 to, I believe, 83. Oh, wow. And so it was so fun to come together and, you know, see that people can have many different ages, different backgrounds, different experiences, and that if you come with an openness, um, a commitment to learning together and, uh, you know, to kind of leaning into moments of discomfort as part of the process, you know, you really are able to develop a lot more understanding and compassion that can be uh, shared with the community as a whole.
0: 100%. That's beautiful. Uh, you, 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 concentrate on social health, emotional health, physical health. What, what are examples of how people can, uh, get some aid when it comes to physical health?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, for example, sometimes or part of what we offer are like um, exercise programs. So I lead a weekly walk on Thursday mornings and we go walk around North Pond. And, you know, just getting outside, getting um, active, moving at a pace that feels comfortable is uh, a really great opportunity. We also offer virtual exercise classes um, for uh, which are also fantastic. And then we also, we have a number of um, resources, both within the organization, but also a lot of community partners that we can refer people to either um, learn more about the necessity of, you know, um, healthy diet and exercise, or find um, providers who are able to help them kind of meet those goals. So I think, you know, a lot of it is really um, looking beyond um, into the broader community and, forming those connections so that we can help people find the right um, uh, supports and uh, resources that they need.
0: Can, can you touch on the emotional health uh, is, that you work on as well with people?
4: Yeah. I mean, I think a big part of emotional health is social connection yeah. feeling of belonging and a feeling of purpose.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, I think all of, you know, all of us, uh, have been uh, reminded of that, particularly during COVID. And I think older adults were particularly impacted by that. And older LGBTQ, older adults, um, even more so in many cases. So um, being able to provide opportunities to really meaningfully connect, connect uh, I think at the core of the village to me is this idea of reciprocity, that we all have something to offer and something to gain and from one another. and um, So I think really being able to invest in that, connecting with people of all ages, coming together as a community and um, sharing together, learning together, um, you know, that really goes a long way in um, improving our emotional health because it makes us feel um, a sense of connection and, and belonging.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can see how that. hundred yeah. percent. And and how great that now you've expanded your partnerships to like the Center on Halsted and with Sage. Uh, as you were going through, as you and and your your fellow staff members and and your community were going through the, this training, was there anything that what surprised you? The most, like as you were, like oh, I hadn't thought about it, and from this perspective, you know, or anything like that. What was what was something that just kind of like oh, Mm -hmm. like and to to be like Oprah. What was your aha moment? Mm
4: -hmm. You know, um, it's interesting because I think every person individually probably had a slightly different aha moment. You know, Mm -hmm. because we are all coming at it from a different place. Some of our staff identify as LGBTQ, some do not. Um, and so I think it was what was really kind of an aha moment for me um, on the larger scale was just being able to see how, despite these kinds of differences, um, we were still able to really um, invest in and in commit to that kind of learning. And really just to um, see that, you know, people do have a genuine interest, I think, in learning about and making sure that they are affirming and respectful of LGBTQ folks. And um, so I think it was really encouraging and wonderful to see how much um, people really were committed to that um, across many different kinds of backgrounds and experiences. So, you know, that's, that's really been exciting. And, you know, as an organization, we offer a lot of programs that really try to integrate LGBTQ um, kind of topics um, within other uh, communities as well so you know we had a, a picnic an intergenerational picnic over the summer at the aids memorial garden and it was village members lgbta committee members but also not from other committees um family friends and we learned about what the aids memorial garden represented and we were just able to come together and have a lot of fun and um, you know connection over these topics and and really make sure that You know, it's truly inclusive and integrated within the community.
1: Yeah, it sounds like you're really paying attention to the whole intersectionality Mm -hmm. of, you know, of of these issues. Uh, One question that's kind of been that popped into my head. So after these this this training that you went to with Center on Halstead and with uh, Sage, have there been any like policies or procedures that you've actively Mm -hmm. implemented? Like, oh, we need to change this. And it could just be (laughs) even be something as you know, Like, oh, we need to make sure that there are gender inclusive bathrooms or whatever. And, you know, was there has anything concretely changed for the village Chicago?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think that we're constantly working on that. And I think one thing that is um, that we very quickly really wanted to address um, and make sure that we were using um, language that was affirming, um, Mm -hmm. making sure Mm -hmm. that. you know, in our language that we are using on our website, um, both in and outside of the community, that that is uh, <laughs> reflecting our commitment to inclusion. Um, so that was a really big one. Um, I think that we've integrated a lot more um, communications generally that uh, surround LGBTQ topics. Mm-hmm. We have a weekly member memo that goes out. And we've been featuring a lot of articles, um, some written by staff, some from the larger community, about LGBTQ History Month, for example, about, um, you know, different kinds of like (laughs) events that are going on in the city. And so I think that there's definitely been a general um, increase of awareness on making sure that these topics are, um, you know, very visible in the community and that uh, we are making sure that people of all identities really see their um, themselves reflected
1: in our community. Oh, it's so good it and so important. I love that. And people uh, meet
0: one another, too. You know, you're, you're really yeah. fostering uh, relationships that, you know, people, someone may say, I never knew a trans person before, or, you know, you yeah. never, I, yeah. it's, it's great that, that they're so open and you're so open to, uh, to having everybody collaborate together. It sounds, it's a beautiful thing.
4: Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think it's really great because, um, you know, people maybe, uh, like you said, haven't known um, someone who's trans or maybe their children or grandchildren um, have recently come out. And so, and they want to be able to um, affirm them. And, um, you know, I think sometimes people are worried about offending others Mm -hmm. and that that's why it's important to have open dialogues and and respectful dialogues so People don't fear approaching this topic, but, you know, see it as something that is part of everyday life. And, absolutely. you know, just, um, yeah, absolutely.
1: That's a beautiful oh, thing. I love it. So I know, now that we're all big, one mm. big, happy, inclusive group, mm-hmm. uh, what, what, uh, what events do you have? I know we're like coming up on the end of the year. It's probably going to be jam-packed with like holiday stuff and things. What, mm-hmm. what events are coming up for the Village Chicago um, that folks might be able to check out?
4: Yeah, well, um, we have, uh, our, we do a potluck twice a year and we have a fall potluck coming on uh, December 1st, which will be really fun. Um, we have, um, like a happy hour coming up as well, um, which will be in Lincoln Park at Kasady's. We have, um, ongoing programs that focus on all sorts of topics, um, that people can check out virtually as well, um. For those who, um, that's easier. So I definitely recommend going to our website, thevillagechicago.org. Um, most of our events are member, open for both members and individuals, just as part of the larger community. So feel free to register, and we'd, yeah, we'd really love to see people there.
1: Yeah, this uh, this just fills my heart so much. You know, especially like sometimes as we said, you know, LGBTQ uh, uh, older adults they tend to be can suffer from like depression and isolation loneliness, and, and loneliness, yeah. all these things, <laughs> uh, and different health factors. And to have a place that is. Not one of the go-to's. Not your Howard Browns. Not your Center on Holste. You know, another place where mm-hmm. you can find connection, you can find purpose, you can find community. Um, it's it's always an, uh, always just very very heartening. So uh, again, if you are uh, over fifty and you you want to. Start, like, meet some new folks, learn some new things, whatever. Head over to thevillagechicago.org uh, to find out uh, about the organization, about upcoming events, and about, like, topics that, that might be of interest to you. Uh, I'm Callie Alton, Director of Membership and Engagement for The Village Chicago. Thank you so much for joining us today. And, and thank you for, uh, you know providing community and fellowship for folks that it's so, it's so important. It is. Thank you so much.
4: Thank you so much for having me. And I want to just plug really quickly too, for people under 50, there's lots of opportunities to get involved as well. I started as a volunteer and am now a staff member. Um, you don't have to make that same transition. Mm-hmm. But we're always welcoming uh, social intergenerational programs as well as
1: volunteerism. So people of all ages can yes. get involved. Young and
0: folks. donors and people can donate.
1: And people to can help because yes. donors. Yeah, donors give money, give money, give money. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And young folks <laughs> get out there because let me tell you, you've got a lot to learn from from uh, your spending time with, right. with people who are not of your generation. That's true. And there we are. Yes, uh, we all age.
4: Great. We all age.
0: Great. We all great. age. Yes. It's going to happen to <laughs> you. Doesn't mean we're
1: bad. And there you go. <laughs> Callie, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, Have thanks, a wonderful Callie. day and happy Halloween for you.
4: You too. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you.
1: All right. We've got to take a quick break. And when we come back, it is the final thrilling show stuffing moments about Chicago right here on WCPT. <laughs>
3: And I'm Jesse Perret, and we're with the Chicago History Museum. Welcome back to Out Chicago on WCPT.
1: And welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Duff here and Ellen Miller. We are just trucking along right here. Let me tell you, that just filled my heart. I'm you know, finding places of like again, you know, DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion has been have been big buzzwords, uh, around, you know, progressive places and, you know, progressive voices, but very few places actually follow it up. That's true. I we've spoken with uh Tanya Richard, mm-hmm. host of the podcast Tanya's take, Race, Culture and the Culture of Race, about organizations and institutions really looking at their policies about how they uh about about inclusion and about equity and diversity. And it's so great that the Village Chicago is, you know, taking those steps to like, oh, wait, we want to be a welcoming and inclusive place for everybody. Mm-hmm. So great. Yeah. No, it's it's wonderful. It doesn't get any better than that. I mean, yeah.
0: you know, uh, there's a lot of learning to be done. And, the, and the, the the elders, over I, elders. I'm guessing some of them, you know, over 50, I mean, I— there's people that are very active, over 50 people you are working. You must refer till to me as
1: an elder from now on. Devin, you must refer to me as an, as, an, as an elder. But
0: the, the resource of having each other is just, you know, bringing people together from different ilks, different walks of life. Um, I think it's just a fantastic situation. You're not just one group, you know, it's, it's many groups yeah. coming together. And that's people you know, learn like, from that. And, like the world. Like the world, we like to be inclusive. Yeah, inclusive. We don't like to be exclusive. We yeah. like to be inclusive.
1: Yeah, but it is one of those things where, like, you know, you're going to, you're going you're gonna, to, this is how, I don't know how I'm, I'm all of a sudden launching into a whole diatribe about like single sex schools, but I, it always drives me crazy, you know, like, you know, all girls school, all boys mm-hmm. school, ugh, that drives me kooky pants. It's like, while I understand the benefits for like, you know, all girls, you know, not having the, you know, they're able to raise their hands in class, they're getting active in you know in STEM classes, you know, science and technology mm-hmm. and math, you know. But it's like the world is co ed, the world is co ed. So I agree. We, as early as you can start navigating that whole and thing, I,
0: I don't know about you, Scott, but when I went to high school and then we had all these other junior highs feeding in, the Catholic girls, the kids that came from Catholic schools, were the wildest when they got to high school. They just were like, yeah, you know. It's, oh wow! You know, I'm around a lot of boys, and it was just like it was crazy.
1: Oh, those Catholic. Oh, girls.
0: those Catholic girls. I hung out with them because they were they they were getting crazy. Were they? they fast? Were getting their freak on. Were they the fast They're, girls. They were the fast girls. <laughs> the fast girls. I lived vicariously through them. Speaking of the fast girls, yeah. I have a story about a Halloween, you say. I, we're going to talk about potentially this, yeah, our Halloween. favorite scary movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, Halloween
1: time. It's my favorite time of year.
0: I know. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh,
1: gosh. I have so many. Always and Forever, the the number one will be John Carpenter's Halloween. The original. Classic, the original one. Jamie Lee Curtis. With Jamie Lee Curtis. Amazing! It's so good. Uh, I think I've told the story before. I'm telling it again. A friend of ours, of uh, Jerry and mine, she is a uh, was a professor at uh, at the University of Memphis. She was in Paris mm-hmm. when the movie originally came out. She w- she spent her summers in in in, in France, mm-hmm. um, and she went to go see Halloween in in Paris in France, and the French loved it mm-hmm. because they thought it was an Art film about the horrors of American suburbia. Uh, well, <laughs> like it was an allegory <laughs> yeah. about like you know like this is what's going to happen if you move to the suburbs oh and you gosh. like you're this whole thing like you know they're smoking their cigarettes in the movie theater and uh-huh. all that good stuff. But like I love Holloway. It's so great. It's um, it's terrifying. It's cheeky. It kind of developed a form. That was later, uh, you know, looked at, observed, and deconstructed by my other favorite, all-time favorite, Scream. I love the movie Scream. Cannot get enough of it. I remember when it came. I remember seeing that in the theater when it came out. I have a friend that was in it, and uh, right. she was. We had her on the show yeah, last year. Is, this time, right. um, but there's something about the way that uh, I believe Kevin Williamson, yes, wrote the script for that movie, and he, the way he deconstructed the horror genre into down to like to the basic rules of a horror movie and how to survive a mm-hmm. horror movie, <laughs> which I thought was just so. Clever, and it was fun and scary and great jump scares and all of this good stuff.
0: Yeah, what is yours? All right, so I—it's not really a Halloween movie, but it's a scary movie. I was talking about Fast Girls because when I was fourteen, I was staying overnight at a girlfriend's house. She was my like my bestie from like sixth grade on. And she was definitely in another league than I was in. But, you know, I vicariously lived through her. She's like, let's get dressed up and put on a lot of makeup and see if we can sneak in, because we were underage, to Rosemary's Baby. Oh. And so we got all dressed up, put on a lot of makeup, hitchhiked to the Randhurst Theater.
2: <laughs> you oh, Yeah, this was
0: 1970, 69, whenever, whenever the movie came out. We were, I think we were 14. I think he had to be 16 or 17 to get in. And uh-huh. of course, you know, we were all
1: made up. We were all dolled up. We, and was, I, we
0: were so proud of ourselves because everybody was old in there but us. And I, but we freaked me
1: out. Of course. I bet you can never freaked have Tannis root ever again.
0: Oh my God. I just. But I, to this day, I can I think about the movie and I get freaked out, and that whole experience of of hitchhiking there and back,
1: and, yeah, you know,
0: yeah. So that was that
1: Rosemary's was... Baby is a really good one too, because I mean, let me tell you, mm-hmm. uh, uh,
0: Mia Farrow, and, Mia
1: Farrow was so, and uh, uh, what's her name from? Harold and, and Maud. I it's totally oh, escaping me I... right now. Why I'm looking it up really good. Ruth Gordon. Ruth's there we go. Ruth Gordon is She was she, so good. She's so great in that Devin, have you seen Rosemary's Baby? <gasps> this you need to put this on your list for the next couple of nights. It's really good. Uh yeah. It, oh, and it makes you look at the Dakota in a whole different way. Isn't it the same building that they also use for um, only murders in the building? 68, it came out. So I was 12. And you got all dolled up. <laughs> and you were hitchhiking at 12? Oh,
0: well, you know, oh. it was a different era. Oh. She, she made me do it. She was a bad influence. Oh.
1: Fast girl. <laughs> they were going to look out for the fast girls. Look out no, for... you want to hang with the fast girls. Why were they always called fast girls? And never there were never any she fast got married
0: boys. between junior and senior year of high school. Wait, <laughs> don't what? even get me started okay. on her.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, Catholic, Catholic girl?
0: No, 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 no. She wasn't. Well, she, she was. No, she she was Greek. She was. She
1: was oh, well, okay. Half Greek, that's a half Catholic. I
0: don't know which. It's a long that's story. A, that's we'll a talk rich about her later. Right yeah, that's a rich tapestry. She got married. and We had the wedding in our house when my parents were out of town. On a vacation with my younger siblings, we had the reception at my what? parents' house while they were out of town.
1: This sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It, this should it, be the oh great, yeah, I bet. And people
0: got thrown in jail. The greasers that she married a greaser, and he was ra- drag racing, and he got thrown in jail. All the money that they got, they had to use to bail him out of
1: jail. One of the best, one of oh, it was a
0: what? Oh gosh, Scott, it was crazy.
1: Alan yeah. Miller, you were just describing like American graffiti to me. Yeah. We need to make it like an American, gra- <laughs> American gra- Graffiti <laughs> American graffiti scary movie. Yeah, we could. There we are. <gasps> anyway, yes, I got many wow. stories. yeah, I got many stories. Yeah, I love me some rosemary's baby. Yes, There's I love that movie. Rosemary's yeah, all the classic The Omen. John Cassavetes. Yeah, John Cassavetes He's oh yeah. The Omen is great. I love that. With those baboons. Do you ever see the Omen? You
0: know, and I have a—I think Rosemary's Baby ruined me. I have hardly seen any scary movies. since. Really? It was just so frightening for me. I think it just—you
1: know—I know know a lot of people who like don't enjoy like Lee Remick in in the Omen. She's so great. I loved her. Oh, she's oh, oh. The Omen. You know, she's the baby is might be the son of Satan. What? Who knows? There's a whole thing with baboons. It's terrifying. Mm. Yeah, it's good. So uh, I love those classic movies, though. The, like from that John late sixties, early seventies. Yeah. Like that's really good. And dipping into the eighties as well. So good. So good. Yeah, are you dressing up this year for for the Halloween? You know, because it is Gay Christmas. I know. Halloween is the gayest holiday. I used. Thanksgiving to is the up. third gayest holiday.
0: I I uh, do uh, like to put a mask on or something, but uh, we're gonna make some of my uh, t- turkey mole chili and uh, have you're, a couple, you're passing out turkey
1: molly chili no, to their no, we're
0: triggers. not going to we're going to put it in their hands <laughs> close gonna, your eyes close your <laughs> eyes <There laughs> you, go. Your you out.
1: make little baggies of it no uh we're having a baggies uh, we're, of soup. we're
0: having our friends over cuz they live in a high rise they don't get any kids and, and Liz loves kids dressed up she so they, they'll probably start coming around 4:30 or something so we're just going to sit on the porch our neighbors all get into it they're running around with you know cocktails and uh, depending on the weather and you know here come have some of this and have some of that. And we, we used to we used to have uh, we used to set up tables on the street. And uh, have I had a mar- margarita bar one year. And we ordered. <laughs> <laughs> this was years ago. Ah,
1: for the children. <laughs> for the children. Yeah. Ah, to hell with the children. To the hell with the children. And we pat out bags of soup.
0: But I, I was observing quickly last night uh, as we were out and about the, the costumes. And, you know, our neighborhood, Lakeview, was jammed everywhere. I, I walked the dog at around 1130 because I just wanted to see. And everybody had a costume. But I noticed that people, it's like more... Tradi- I like skeletons, and there was a lot of witches, and like there wasn't the innovative costumes, and I didn't see many political ones that I noticed. Um, I don't know if it's post-pandemic. I think there's kind of a different... It wasn't as crazy out there.
1: Well, it's also weird because Halloween is on a Monday. Right. But Saturday
0: night, that that Saturday weekend in Lakeview. It's always fun. Before, near, it's always crazy no matter what day Halloween. And I did feel it was a little more subdued. Well,
1: did you go up Halstead where all the gay bars are?
0: We went down Lincoln where all the, you know, the straight straight bars were on the way home from Park West. And usually uh, that's crazy. That's
1: crazy. They were
0: lined up all the way down the block together.
1: But let me tell you, I I love Halstead. Halstead, yes. Halloween is the gayest holiday. It is. It is gay Christmas. It's the gayest holiday. And followed by the Oscars. Then uh, Thanksgiving and then pride those are the those gay are holidays those are pretty those are the much gay a... high i think they're
0: having their halloween parade they always do and it's on it's usually at six o'clock on halloween oh, on
1: Halloween. so yeah. Yeah. anyway anyway that brings us to the happy end of halloween, everybody. happy everybody. halloween everybody <laughs> i want to thank all of our show uh, <laughs> folks out there grace barter kelly alton and mark david kaplan devin you are incredible make sure you turn you into devin. the uh, sports cubicle tonight at nine o'clock uh, the bears apparently have scored they're a scary
0: they're, they're doing a scary halloween oh, yeah. thing oh
1: thank you so much for nothing, whatever. <laughs> uh, Ella Miller, I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We, uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, I do too. In a month, in a month, Halloween. Happy am, Halloween, I Scott. i you, you got
0: Thanksgiving on the brain. I know. Grandma
1: Gay. We'll right talk over right about here.
0: Thanksgiving later.
1: Absolutely. Uh, and I'm Scott Duff. And until
2: next week, stay, stay proud. proud.